and we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Back online. Here we are, chit-chatting about holy relationships. What makes a relationship holy? That's the question we've been talking about. What makes a holy relationship? And unfortunately, you missed... (laughs) You missed all the spicy stuff that just went down. Well, you missed all the drama. (laughs) Uh, But I'm certain we could talk about it. And, And then, actually, we could just talk about how we got to here. That this is totally unscripted, by the way. Totally unscripted. Totally unscripted. Okay, so maybe you can share. Follow suit with a little bouncing around. Uh, Yeah, just a lot of stuff that's got me. But uh, the intention of this one episode was to uh, talk about. Oh, conversation we had the other day. Right. It was about the hidden agendas. Hidden agendas, yeah. And well, after after our last podcast, this is actually a good segue. After our last podcast, Heather and I got into a pretty heated discussion about physical intimacy. And what came out, or what I realized, is that... Without really... Wait, 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 I think you need to give him some more juicy details. More juicy details? Like, what details do you want to have brought out here? Like, you know, paint the picture of, like, what happened. Paint the picture? You want the scene? Oh, boy. Let's make a movie. Then make a movie here. All right, we're going to go into story time here. So, we recorded the podcast. How did this all go down? We, report, we, we recorded the podcast. We were hanging out a little bit. You went in and laid down. And then I went in and laid down and the impulse that caused me to go in and lay down was not that I needed to rest, but it was actually, I wanted to be close to you and physically close, phys- physically close. And then also um, subconsciously was hoping it would lead to sex or some sort of physical intimacy. And that was really kind of the deeper, the deeper uh, thought process going on. And so anyway, long story short, Heather gets up, she goes outside, I hang out there for a little bit longer, and then I realize, oh, I was going to go and go do some things to get ready for something else I had going on that day. So I go outside and kneel down next to Heather, who was laying outside on the concrete, and chatted just a little bit, told her I was going to go, and I began stroking her back. And after a few minutes of that, she says, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? This feels heavy. I'm like, well, I'm just touching you, you know? And um, what did you say after that? I don't recall how we ended up. Um, I just was like, oh, it feels heavy to me. And then I think I walked inside. Oh, you said, what what do you mean? And I was like, well, I don't know. It just feels heavy. Something's in the space. Something's in the space. Something's in the space. That's right. Which I wasn't aware of. And we went into another room, and oh, actually, you were in, you were here in this family room area, 
sitting and waiting for me to come in. Yep. And then I sat down and you proceeded to say. I don't know. What did I say? Remember? I don't. What did I say? Uh, you started to talk about how um, you weren't being able to read me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so I, I, I went into how I wasn't able to read Heather's cues around physical, when physical intimacy is okay or when it's not because I had, I've become aware of recently in, well, actually not recently, I've been aware of this in other relationships as well, but, but really more so now um, is that I realize that in relationships, my desire to have sex is, is like that switch is turned on virtually all the time virtually all the time. And it's not, hasn't been that way in every relationship, but with Heather, like that is just like, it's just on. And because it's on, I don't have, I haven't been able to find, I should say that internal guide or, um, knowing of when it's okay to engage or to proceed with her physically. And when it's not like, I'm not able to read when she's open to it and when she's not. And I can't even read myself to know if that's really what I need in the moment because it's like it's constantly there just in the backdrop. And so I was perceiving all of this as being a blind spot in myself and was asking Heather um, if she would help me. If she would help me to know when it's okay because I don't, I'm not able to read right now. And so I was asking for her to expound to me some of her clues or cues that she gives so I can learn how to read her, whether they be energetic or whether they be verbal or so on and so forth. And then what did you say to me? You were. Oh, well, just so you have a sense of how that was going, but it, the conversation was very uncomfortable. Oh, it was horribly uncomfortable. It was tense. It was uncomfortable. It was. And I was, um, I was, okay, this was leading to the hidden agenda. Yeah, totally. Um, I was not, I was, I was angry because I was feeling um, that I wasn't being acknowledged for, or honored in, the, in my relationship to being, being penetrated, so to say, like, my willingness physically or verbally when you're talking about that physically okay. like my my willingness to participate in a physical uh to, to participate in sex was not um like it didn't matter to you and i was feeling um dishonored and i was making that mean that you were dishonoring me but however, after, I don't know how long we sat here and deliberated painstakingly, but I think I left the room. I probably moved. I think I moved. No, I didn't. I think you were in that chair the whole time. No, I didn't. Actually. I was, I was here, then I stood up, and then I was going to walk out the you door. You moved. I got up and moved. Okay, so you moved, but you created a shift. 
you moved and and danced on an old habitual pattern of leaving, running away from the discomfort. And you were saying um, that I wasn't being present with you. Yes. And uh, I was yelling, saying, I'm fucking present here with you right now, listening to what you're saying, looking you in their eyes. You're That's bullshit. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here with you. And then there was a couple breaths. There was some space, I think. And uh, then suddenly I got a stroke of insight, which was a hidden agenda. Now that I'm realizing. And my hidden agenda was to protect myself and to um, essentially uh, put faith in power over uh, the relationship using sex as my power. And um, I actually wasn't being uh, willing or courageous enough to, um, to share with him what I was feeling because I was definitely feeling him wanting to have sexual relationship with me. I'm not saying that right, but they get it. They get it. Um, that I didn't want to share sexually. And I was afraid to say what I needed. So I avoided it and I kept him in my uh, space and kept the attention in my space and the desire uh, in my space for uh, to feel in order to feel well, there was to feel uh, uh, powerful and um, so there was a fear of sharing and, and honoring myself and my truth in order to protect him and his feelings and and uh being disappointed or something. Well, that was, so, yeah. And that was, that was actually, I was, what we realized, what I realized at the same time or a similar time or at some point throughout that conversation is that I was actually doing the same thing. Is rather than me acknowledging that I felt powerless and acknowledging that I didn't know what to do, um, and I also wasn't asking you. I wasn't verbalizing my desires with you either. I was just trying to be quiet and observe and read the situation rather sneak than in. sneak in. Ooh, <laughs> I was. I was trying to sneak in. That's the, that's the damn truth. And rather than rather that's... than call it out and say, "Hey, I'd like to be physically intimate with you. Are you open to that?" Because to me, that in my world, that ruins the moment it's not blah 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 but but in truth what i was afraid of is i'd had relationships in the past that that had been used as leverage over me for for power and i felt like for me to ask for sex was like crawling to um somebody that had something that i needed to feel complete and even though it's true even though that's been my relationship with it it felt cool. tremendously disempowering for me to bring it up and ask her. And so I didn't, I but that's not true, it. right? I mean, no, it's not true. Yeah. It's not true, but it's been my, it, you know, it's been my experience, belief and my, my experience and my, my, you know, yeah, that's what's been in my being. So your hidden agenda. So my hidden agenda was to kind of come in, in on the sneak in on the sly and, 
hope to avoid being avoid having to be rejected or face these fears and that she would just you know and instead of me actually confronting that for him with him and my own fears I played the role perfectly we both did so we get to realize that the outcome of the whole thing was that we both had the same relationship to fear. Uh, not well, there was, we were acting on fear we're instead of fear. love and um, the acknowledgement of the truth. Yeah. And we got to, we got to like got feel to. that. It was beautiful actually, because it was, there was this moment where we were back and forth and one of us mentioned, you realize we're looking at the same thing. Like she wasn't expressing her needs. I wasn't expressing my needs. We were both kind of at this, this fearful stalemate within each other. And I was trying to maintain my power by not expressing. She was trying to maintain her power by not expressing. And we got to this point where we realized we we're both doing the same thing. And I think it was you that said it. Like, what are we doing here? And she's like, we're sharing. We're sharing an experience. All right. And we were. And it's like, as soon as you said that, the whole, it's like the whole room just melted. Like it all melted away. It's like, okay, we're both doing the same thing here. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we are in our, our agendas. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, what the heaviness I was feeling was like me feeling the, the heaviness of the power, the, the inauthentic power, having yeah. that, that inauthentic feeling like I had that, that much power, like over someone felt heavy and like, it was literally making me sleepy and like lethargic. And, uh, and it was just like, it felt really icky and I didn't want it, but I didn't really understand what was going on at the time to the degree to which it was. I've got some insights on that now that came in this morning. So this is raw dad. <laughs> Yeah. This is <laughs> so. Heather and I had some interactions this morning about you know what do we want to talk about today for the podcast and blah blah blah. And she's talked about hidden agendas and then I said something about like we have good converse, good conversation the other day. Anyway, so we decided that this is what we're going to talk about. And I said something about sexual intimacy, and then. Heather had mentioned something about collapsing intimacy and sex into the same thing. And there's a part of me that really came online and really needed to defend the way I saw sex and intimacy. So I think I sent a message back that was maybe like two minutes long or something like that. And I went into this whole um, diatribe about uh, sex bringing, bringing me closer to God bringing a couple closer to God and that being the reason for it. And, um, you know, anyone that collapses the two together is because of, uh, fear, fear and so on and so forth. And I realized after I sent that message, I'm like, wow, I was really defending my perspective there. And just in my own self awareness, what I realized about myself, and I, I believe this to be true about most everyone, is when we defend our perspective, 
we are coming from a place of our ego. We're saying, I'm right, and this is where I have to stand in order to feel comfortable. This is where I have to be in order to, to feel powerful and right. And um, after sending that message, I realized, holy shit, that's what I was doing. I was just defending my, my stance. So what's the truth? What is really the truth? What's going on underneath that? What's the fear that I'm, that I'm covering up? And so um, a little bit of my background is I, I was sexually abused when I was a kid. And so there is... There, there are, there are areas where I'm still working through old stuff around that, and um, and I realize now that that there are many reasons to have sex, and that I've been going to this place of spirituality kind of as as a default and ignoring all these other beautiful reasons to engage physically. One of which is it's playful and it's fun. And um, I, I saw that. I saw that because I realized that people do have sex just for fun because it's a good time. And I realized that I've been making some heavy uh, endeavor out of it, that it had to be this God-realized moment of, of ascension and, um, you know, which was really taking any physical pleasure out of it or joy or fun and which actually is what keeps it light and spontaneous. And, and as I'm sitting here, I'm realizing that that's also a necessary element to have in it, in a sexual uh, experience, exchange, I don't know. Um, in order to have that, that lightness be present and have God enter the, the union. So, it was an interesting morning. All right. So, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I don't know where to go from there. Uh, I thought maybe we could explain the uh, hidden agenda, the reason for that, um, what, what like that is. Where I'm at? No, like. There's the concept that we're introducing called hidden agenda. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So bring maybe, it back into that. Like, what is? Oh, that? I know what my yeah, I know what, I know what that is. Okay. Um, well, I started looking at that today, this morning, um, after listening to my Seed of the Soul book on tape, on video, on whatever it's called, audio. And um, when I started to ask myself the question, I saw what had happened yesterday and it seemed relevant uh, to talk about because I'm noticing that just by asking the question, where, where do I have hidden agendas? Um, it's starting to like bring that, those things to light in different areas of my life. And, um, I think that uh, it's a very valuable piece and important aspect of uh, well, what we're here to talk about and being uh, in a in a holy spiritual committed relationship. Because um, just even asking the question is coming from a place of desire to know love and. Um, 
that intention, uh, you know, is the seed for bringing to light things that we don't see in our subconscious mind or that's things that we're not aware of. So, um, I guess I just wanted to like maybe give people an explanation of what a hidden agenda is in our perspective. And so like how I knew that that was a hidden agenda, uh, what we experienced yesterday for me, um, was because it was, uh, in, in hindsight, looking at what I was doing was um, acting on fear instead of love. And so the hidden agenda was to, uh, to uh, uh, not be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I was choosing fear over love. And my hidden agenda was to, um, to uh, retain my inauthentic power and um and stay yeah my stay stay in a power dynamic that was um based out of out of fear there's a saying or a phrase that you brought to me i think last week sometime that's coming to mind as we talk about this um it is that uh, in the absence of divinity in relationship, the relationship becomes about power. And that's what we were both doing in that moment. We were choosing fear and isolation, um, power, as opposed to, um, as opposed to really coming together, as opposed to really um, <clears throat> realizing the truth. That's there. And yeah, but it's coming from fear, which is inauthentic and powerless Mm -hmm. and based on some ego things that we've created from the past. Yeah. And what's also interesting is, you know, we're talking about power right now. And in truth, we're both powerless. True power is being vulnerable. True power is being open, honest, and trusting, and leaning in instead of leaning back. And um, it's well, so eventually we got there. Come we, on, give us some credit. <laughs> no, we got there. We got there. We're getting credits for it for sure. But um, but what's you know, it's just this interesting aspect of of um, you know, in my experience of it. It's like I feel like I'm being powerful and actually I'm being weak. Actually, I'm being you know repressed and um, holding on to where I'm at, and the real power is in the vulnerability and just saying, "Wow, I'm scared," or "I'm wrong," or "I'm seeing this in a way that um, that I wasn't willing to look at before." And so interesting when those moments happen because just like the other day, like the whole room just seemed to settle down and like all the emotion just like you know, like in an instant disappeared like it just washed away you could literally feel it transform feel the whole room transform yeah it's amazing it was amazing 
So um, there's great benefit and being in a uh, committed holy relationship. And and um, so we are coming up with seven signs for people <laughs> to, um, yeah, well, we don't need to belabor that anymore. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take on looking at where I'm um, having hidden agendas in my life for the, for the week. So if you're feeling inclined to do that, that would be cool. And we could, um, there's a little way that people can leave messages on our podcast so we can like hear you and listen to your questions or comments and we can reply back on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So instead of thinking that we're uh, recording in the darkness, there's people listening, which is kind of cool. Be part of the show. Yeah, be part of the show. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that we were uh, sitting down to create um, sort of like a, a guide posts or like signs that are indicating you're in a holy relationship with someone Um, and you can be, you can join the group. You can join, join the discussion, join the discussion and feel connected to other people who are doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, So we have seven signs. Uh, We're going to refine and post somewhere. Maybe we create a Facebook group. Facebook group or a website page or some, some type of something. link. More on that later. We'll put a link in our show notes at some point when mm-hmm. we have them ready. Actually, I think it would be cool to do like a Google form and uh, we can write the seven signs down and we can send them to you. Or, I don't know, make them available on some type of page somewhere. At least on a Facebook group. Maybe we can make now. a poll, like a Facebook poll. What are your what are your thoughts on what the signs are and have them fill in, sort of thing. We'll figure it out. More on that soon. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. What do you think? This kind of wraps it up for now. I think it sounds good. It's about a thirty-minute discussion. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, we uh, we just got to have another uh, episode uh, even before we started this episode to share next episode. <laughs> More juicy. More juiciness yes. <laughs> coming at you the, very soon. Uh, everyday lives of spiritual expansion. In a holy relationship. In a holy relationship. So, yeah, may the force be with you. May the holiness be in you and of you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Until next time. Take care.